everybody. Welcome back to Some Kind of Podcast. My name is Cody. Uh, as always, I'm joined by Tim, Stephen, and Christian, who is on a fancy new setup. Uh, and it should sound better. Everybody should sound nice and clean uh, and crisp. What if I want to sound dirty? Well, you, you did bring up Frisky the last time, so. I got to stay on on, uh, on par, on target. Stay on target. You said Tim? What? What was that other word you said last time? Uh, aha. It, it rhymed with swat. Okay, and so, yep, nothing has changed. It's still chaos, and uh, that's just... That's I, thought just a, I thought this was the nature of the podcast. I mean... Organized uh, chaos. Is it organized? It's not that. It's not that we organized. things before we, 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 we do them. By the way, I am still wearing purple sunglasses. I like these aviators, but you can't really see the purple all that much. I actually have a pair of purple sunglasses. They're actually purple, but I like these ones more. They look amazing. Thank you. <laughs> they look great, bro. Thank you. They were you. for you. Thank oh, you. Thank God. you. Thank you. Anyway, anyway, um, can we talk about something real quick before you jump into what we're going to talk about for the whole entire podcast? Because there is like a plethora of stuff coming out in like the next month or so. Because mm-hmm. at the time of recording, She Hulk just came out. Yeah, today. And I'm in today. And I know that I'm the only one out of the four of us here that's seen it so far. So we're not going to talk about it. Um, but She Hulk just came out today. <clears throat> Game of Thrones starts on Sunday, the new one, House of the Dragon, and then on the September 1st, The Rings of Power come out, Yep, which I know we briefly discussed in the last podcast, but I don't think we knew a date at that time, or at least I didn't. I think we did, we just didn't mention it, or at least well, I it did. it comes out September 1st, and it's like in two weeks. Yeah. So, like, and that's just shows, I mean. Yeah, I know there's a lot. We're playing... You know, a couple of us here are playing Temtem, which I guess we'll talk about later. But, like, there's a lot coming out. I just realized, like, we're in, like, the last quarter of the year almost because September is, like. September's drop season uh, or fall season, whatever you want to call it. For yeah. A lot of entertainment. Because, what's it, God of War still still coming out. On my birthday. On your birthday, yeah. Uh, Pokemon is still coming out. Yep. Shortly Saints after. Next week. Yeah, Saints, Saints Rose, Rose next week. Next week. We're going to have a lot of, uh, uh, content to talk about last of us. Part one remake. I guess it's a remake, uh, from the so ground. Is it a remake? Yeah, it, no, it's, it... it's a, gr- it's, yeah, it's a ground up remake. It's just titled last of us part one now, but it's, yeah. Like... Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean the last of us part one initially wasn't called part one because they didn't know. It was yeah. It was just last of us and then last of us remastered, but now it's uh last of us part one and it, it was built from the ground up. Do you think people are going to buy that game? I already have it pre-ordered. But you've already played it. I don't care. It's one of, it's literally one of my favorite games. I don't think that this remake was necessarily built with the poor audience that last of us has had for the past, however many years in mind. I mm. think this was built as a building block for when the show drops next year. And yeah. all the people out there that have never played the series are like, what's this game? And then There's they go and buy it. coming out. Yeah. On HBO max. 
Yep. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, Pedro Pascal. I was gonna say yeah. And, uh, Joel and I can't remember who cast uh, got casted as a. It's the it's the girl that was um, uh, Mormont in Game of Thrones. Lady Mormont. Lady Mormont. Mormont. The, oh, okay, that's cool. The little the young girl. Yeah. 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 Th- super young though i mean i guess she's older now since the last time we saw her yeah but she's playing ellie uh and yeah. um uh pedro is joel so i am a uh, super excited also tim uh ashley johnson will be in the show okay that's good um as a different character her and troy baker will both be in it as different characters um well yeah i didn't think she was going to be ellie since she just told me it was lady mormont but Right, but I just mean they they will have different, like actual decent, different roles. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I'm okay with that. They, should, I mean, they can put Laura Bailey in there too. That's fine. I mean, I know she's only last was part two, but you know she's still yeah in the Last of Us universe. Yeah, so, um, I'm cool with that. Yeah, no, I'm gonna get it, but no, I I think I think y'all are right. Like, I think it's really trying to get people to play that game. Um before the show comes out plus it's going to be like like i said like it's ground up rebuilt like it's the same they use the same animations from the game um but they they rebuilt literally everything um and redid the controls to match last of us part two hot take here i'm not the biggest last of us fan oh yeah i think i knew that i think i knew that so was that set in stone when the original came out or was it like kind of pushed even more heavily when the part two came out um <clears throat> i've never played part two so okay so never mind uh <laughs> i don't know like you think i would be the kind of person that would like it because i like story-based stuff but it's just it, it came out at a time where like i was so involved with like the walking dead and then that got really bad and I was just like, another zombie game. That's all I really want to play is zombie games. And I know it's not really a zombie game, but it is a zombie game, but it's not yeah. a zombie game. I'd call it a zombie game. Yeah, I think yeah, I, think I would. At its but core, just it like, definitely is. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm just kind of like, a, I get it. Everybody's dying either from zombies or from each other. Like it's just it's just it's the same it's not in the same vein as The Walking Dead and I was over The Walking Dead at that point, so when it came out I was just kind of like, eh. That's it's fair. Just another zombie game. It's just like I know you guys really like <coughs> Day is Gone or whatever, which is also a zombie game. That that game that, either. that game is more Walking Dead than um, Last of Us. I mean yeah, that's basically yeah. Daryl Dixon the game. That's cool. I mean, if you like that stuff, that's fine. I just, I was never really a big zombie person anyway. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I think I was going to say if anyone is an OG fan of ours uh, and have watched Tim's playthrough of Resident Evil 4, you know he's not yeah. a fan of, of zombie games. First of all, those weren't zombies, those were evil, evil cultists. No, some of them were zombies. Just... They, they, by definition, their brains were taken over by a parasite, so I think it, it technically qualifies. I guess. I was so so of all the things that like I was upset that we stopped doing, we took our hiatus. That was one of the things where I was like, I'm glad I don't have to play the rest of this game. 
I mean, if, if they remake it like they did they are. two and three, which I hope they are. Yeah, they are. Um, and they make it like so the controls don't suck. I'd probably play it again. I think it's coming out. Really, it's in March next year. Truly, truly, like the game itself wasn't bad. If you take out the fact that in order to play the game, it's like getting hit in the nutsack repeatedly over and over again and you just kind of want to die <laughs> so yeah see if you could get past the part i think rachel says it about ross like when she's trying to flirt if you get past the part where you just want to die <laughs> it's enjoyable sure so and it's like my it's like number three on my list of all time games, but it's fine. Listen, like if they remake it, well, when they remake it, because yeah. they are, yeah. When they remake it, if they make it so you can run and shoot at the same time, I'll probably enjoy it. But having to run around the room and then yeah. shoot is just ridiculous to me. I mean, like, to be fair, that's how all of them were up to that point. Again, I know a lot of people love that game. Resident Evil 4 is like one of the most beloved of the whole entire franchise. I, more power to you if you love it. I, it's just not for me. See, I think we should. I think we should just before we move on. I think we should uh, reboot that since I have I have an right. Oculus, and you should play the VR version. Oh god! Because then you you can move around and shoot and do whatever you want because it's VR. All right. I think that'd be right. kind of hilarious. I mean, all right. Especially if we have a camera on you and the game. As you, I like, try, punch a hole through drop. my TV or something. Yeah, yeah well, I don't want to do that. We'd have to do it in a safe space. But <laughs> I don't. I'll do it. I mean, whatever. No, I, mean, I don't I, know. I, I, try, I, I try not to, like is angry when I play it that made it it was so much fun to edit my guy I can't even can't even explain yeah but my mom watches this stuff sometimes and <laughs> I bleep those she out watched though last, she watched her last podcast nice yeah she called it 101 ways to make Cody feel awkward on camera apparently we all just made you feel awkward <laughs> I guess I'm just used to it. And, uh, it's just so, that's just like, mm, that's just um it's just his face. Yeah, it's just par for the course, I guess. I don't, you know. Yeah. Um, also, before we we move on, um, just uh oh, Christian's in Elgato Christian, now. There? Christian, mate. Well, like last time when we lost Stephen, we've lost Christian. Yeah, apparently we can't go through this podcast without losing somebody. Keep going, I'm still here. I'm just trying to figure out the <laughs> <laughs> Can't. Anyway. Anyway, not sponsored by Elgato, by the way. Um, but hey, hit us up. Um, yeah. But fun fact, uh, I think it was technically speaking three episodes ago, three or four when we last talked about it, but uh, 
it's the one year anniversary of the day oh, before yeah. me and Tim got stuck in Hawaii for a week. Yeah. That was the one with the banana. Yeah. I was like, I, I was thinking, like, why did you make the icon a banana? And I was like, oh, because we thought that dude kept saying banana. Yeah, because we because both we we both went crazy. and Yeah, we went crazy. So, yeah, Cody and I were stuck in the Honolulu International Airport for a week. And it's coming up on the 11th year anniversary. Yep. So uh, if you want to hear that story, because we're not going to tell it again. Um, <clears throat> I know. I've told that story yeah, so many times. It's just, now <laughs> that I work at a different place, and those people that listen to this podcast, which I work with, they're probably going to ask me that question. Tell them to go listen to episode yeah. Yeah. 29, I think. I don't know. Whichever one was the banana, that's that just go through the list you see a banana it's that one uh so yeah that this is a fun little fact uh it, tomorrow will be the the first day of uh, facebook memories where uh, it just slowly descends into madness it gets bad it gets bad it gets real bad. Real, bad. real bad it's good stuff um yeah. i just remember okay we got christian back and we don't know how he got it fixed, but it's fixed. And we cool. we were talking about bananas and zombie games. Uh, they're good. They're a good source of potassium. Yeah. And you were talking about how it's the anniversary. And you were talking about hey, for those people who haven't listened to this, you should go back and watch episode twenty-seven. Was that it? Yeah. Yeah, it's the one with the banana. On it, it. Just yeah. go look for the banana. It? Just go look for the banana. It's the one where I ate a banana. Is, uh, Did you? Bananas are good for potassium. Wow, I forgot about that. It was a long time ago. I had no idea. Uh, but for those of you, for those of you wondering, uh, no, you can't see him eat the banana because we weren't, we weren't uh, actively we're recording. recording. I'm pretty our, sure our we mentioned it though. Yeah. I don't doubt it. There's some like audio I mean, description. Anyway, I said anything like Steven's not wearing pants. And... Anyway, to get back back onto uh, the uh, the old. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Oh, by that regard, I'm also not wearing pants because I'm wearing shorts. So, anyways, Cody, segue away. Hundred and one ways to make Cody feel awkward on camera. I don't know. It's not awkward. It's it's definitely not an awkward feeling. It's just more of a. Well, also speaking, we're of professionals. Um, I watched Sideshow. That was the Psycho. That was the movie that Steven picked on oh, my yeah. little screen. I believe it's this little tile right here. Oh yeah, I need to. I need to count. Hang on, I'm gonna pick one for you. Yeah, somebody needs to pick one for me. That's where I was going well, with. While but, you're, uh, picking. Quick, um, quick review. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I had never really seen an Alfred Hitchcock film before. That was my first one. I think I might have seen like birds or something like that at some point but i can't remember yeah, they're outside they're everywhere <laughs> move on unless they're fake no we don't, this is not a conspiracy podcast um not yet i have seen 11 movies i think now on that list 12 actually because i went and saw the fifth element because my mom had mentioned of it because i said in the last podcast i had never seen it um i've seen 11 movies and I've ranked them all. I have them. I have like a list of like as I'm going down. And out of the 11 movies I've seen, only three I've ranked 10 out of 10. And Psycho is one of them. Wow. 
Yeah, that movie was awesome. The movie was awesome. I, I was in, enthralled, enraptured, whatever you want to call it, from beginning to end. Even though it's like very 1960s, I think is when it came out. I think um, it didn't really make a whole play a whole lot of issue to me. Um, even though it was, I'm sure it was terrifying in the 60s when it came out. Um, you know, I've been so desensitized due to modern horror day modern modern day horror movies that it was just kind of like oh this is kind of cool and it has it's a really good story and the actors were really good in it so um yeah it's, it, it made the third movie that hit 10 out of 10 for me nice all right uh four down five over oh oh yeah while you're doing that, if you want to show My chair off, is broken, uh... so... That? <laughs> I was like, while yeah. you're doing that, if everyone would so, like to look at Tim's lovely chair. Very humbling. I mentioned last podcast, I've been on like, this weight loss journey, and I've lost this whole entire amount of weight. And I wanted a new chair anyway, because this chair isn't the most comfortable chair in the world. But I was mentioning this to last night, and I leaned back, and my chair just snapped in half. And it's the only chair I have, so in order for me to sit here, I need to sit in it. But it's really messed up. So anyway, ignore the fact. I have, but in time, this next podcast we record, I'll have a new chair. Um, so what did you say? Number four? Four down, five, five over, yeah. Four over, five over? Five. Bonnie and Clyde. Oh. Yeah, from 1967. You guys are picking some old ones for me. All right, all right. Well, I can't see it, so I have no idea. I'm just no, just cool. rolling the dice over here. Since yeah. we're talking about old movies here, is Godzilla the original on that chart, Tim? I mean, no, know the 1999 one is on there, though. Oh, boo! I like but that I movie. The, <laughs> <laughs> the one with Matthew Broderick. Yeah, it's great. Heck yeah, that movie's awesome. That movie's dope. When I saw it on there, I was like, yeah. But what? So the, the original Godzilla is not on there. The 1999 one, Matthew Broderick is, but the oldest movie on there is from 1930 something. I think it might be 1930 exactly. And it's the original King Kong. Oh, nice. So I don't know where that's at. I have yet to find it anywhere, but I think that's the oldest movie on there uh, is King Kong. So I will have to watch that at some point. So I guess I watched Bonnie and Clyde by the next time we watch the podcast, which is fine. I, I can figure it out where it is. Yeah, we got two weeks. So, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So, I can if I, if I haven't been able to find it streaming somewhere, I know I can always just rent it through Amazon Prime, which is yeah. how I watch Psycho. So, and The Fifth Element, mm -hmm. which is also really good. I'd never seen it before. Um, Great movie. Yeah, I gave it a seven out of ten. That's fair. It was good. I, I enjoyed. It. it was a really weird movie. Really weird movie. Um, but you know, I like weird movies and science fiction and stuff like that. So. Sure. It's kind of up my alley. But, Stephen, you picked out a banger, even though you were just guessing. We'll see. No, it was calculated. How... <laughs> Stephen, have you seen that movie? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I recommend it if you guys are ever like... I mean, like I said, I really liked it. I went in with zero expectations, though. So. Yeah. Um, uh, older movies are hit or miss for me. I, I really... I really don't I mean, like older Citizen movies. Kane is probably one of the worst ones I've watched. Yeah. Uh, so, 
Well, now you're going to be going into this next one being like, well, you know, the last one they picked was great, you know. I know that we got to keep up the streak. I mean, to put it in perspective for you, my, my the top three that I've listed with the 10 out of 10 were Star Wars and New Hope, Kill Bill, and Psycho. Kill Bill's a great movie. I loved Kill Bill. Uh, I mean, I, I was I, it wasn't the first time I seen it. I rewatched it, but as I was rewatching it, I was like, I really love this movie. It's really good. It's really yeah, good. Cool. Yeah. Get him out of here. Um, okay, so to try and get this back on on the rails. Uh, so uh, I'm sure if if you're listening, you've probably heard of the Discord bot called Mid Journey by now. Uh, oh, and if you haven't. It is an AI, uh, artificial intelligence bot for Discord, where you type in prompts and uh, for, for various art, and it spits out what it thinks you typed in. And it makes some pretty incredible things. Uh, so I've been obsessed with it. I know Steven's played around with it. I didn't know this it. was a thing. Yeah, I figured you probably didn't, um, and I would bring it up now. Cody, how do you computer? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you have either, Christian. I, I figured probably not. No, this is the first time hearing about it. So, um, it's, yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, but it, it sparked a lot of conversation, especially uh, at my job uh, with uh, a, couple of, a couple of guys I work with, where uh, it, it, got me, it got me into looking into it. And uh, f- for those listening and not watching, Christian's eating a plate of cookies. Um, just need to throw that out there. They look delicious. <laughs> they they the look way. they look great, but yeah, I feel like that's Christian's thing. He's just gonna have snacks, and it's gonna be different every time. So here's the thing. I hate to interrupt you, but there's this single cookie that I forgot to finish eating at the beginning of this, <laughs> and I've just been staring at it this whole time, and it eventually got to me. It's okay, bud. No. Don't don't apologize. You enjoy it. Um, so anyway, uh, mid journey, it's, it's raised a lot of questions in just art communities and just, uh, people talking about AI generated stuff in general and whether or not it's technically stealing or copying because if it's machine learning, right, if, if it, if it has to learn how to do these things, then logically it's, it's looking at other people's art copying the styles the brush strokes and what have you to create these images and so i know that a few of the ai uh bots that are out there have been proven to have stolen art from people and just slightly altered it based on whatever the prompt was um and so the conversation is now like is that is that copyright infringement right is that is that stealing someone's art or is it just along the lines of what we're going to talk about today like pokemon and tim tim where it is essentially at its core right it's the same thing but they're different right but the idea of of capturing and training and battling right the the core the core mechanics essentially are the same so to back up real quick, though, the thing you were talking about, it kind of sounds like a computer algorithm that functions a little bit like Google, though. Kind of, but uh, it's hard. So, it's hard to explain. So, like, I could type in, um, 
like Victorian Pokeball. And what it's going to do is it's going to give me four images that it creates on what it thinks I'm saying. And I'm assuming that what it's doing is it's looking at images of Victorian things and Pokeballs, and it's trying to mix the two. So here's why I, mean, I get where you're coming from, but like, if you're teaching this, right? Like, it's, it, it's like you're teaching it like what to do, right? Essentially, right. is that not the same as teaching a person to paint like you? Are you copywriting them then? Yeah, exactly. So that's that's where the conversation is, and I think it's a good conversation to have in general, mm. um, because I I'm of the camp of like. I don't think it's wrong necessarily because when I was learning to draw, it was, I, I had some, you know, like some artwork or something and then I had my drawing pad and then I would try to copy what I'm looking at. Yeah. Right. That's how I learned how to draw. And I feel like that's, that's how, how most people that's learn how, to draw. how most people exactly right. Like you, you look at what I mean, somebody some else. Some people just have natural talent. But they for do. The most part, they do. Yeah. I had uh, one of my exes uh, could literally just like you know I want to see Simone or Simone uh, Simba uh, and Timon like in a convertible driving down you know Highway fifty five or whatever right and could just fart it out and it would be beautiful. I, I don't have that talent, but there are people that do. But then there are also people that love art, but lack, I don't know what it is, right? That to create art. Yeah, I make six figures of bad, bro. <laughs> so, but that, you know, and then, but there's those people that, that lack those abilities, but have other abilities such as like coding and can, and programming and decided that they were going to make a program that could do the art yeah and so in a lot of ways i respect that because that's just that's the i mean it's it's no different than the process of me learning how to draw is they put their skills to work and their skills are learning how to draw which is weird but that's that's essentially what it is right mm -hmm. but then there's people that are like no that's like blatant like rip off like it's it's just copying people to the same regard, like, isn't it the thing where, like, isn't there something where, like, you can feed a program, like, a thousand different, like, commercials, and then it'll spit out a commercial ad for you based on, like, like the common denominator amongst all the commercials? Yeah. Is that also considered copywriting? That's, that's where the issue comes into play, right? Is, are they using the same image or audio or whatever and just... Slicing I mean, I it up. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. There's no way that can be. I don't. I mean, I don't know if that can be an original image. Yeah, it's hard to say, right? That, but that's that's where the that's where the, you know, the conversation's at. And 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 I think, and when it comes to video games, like it's not a direct parallel by any means, but it just kind of got me thinking about things yeah, like yeah. this. Um, like for instance, uh, Stardew Valley. It is essentially a better version of Harvest Moon. Oh, so Harvest Moon came out first? Yeah, Harvest Moon was way first. Um, the right. the creator the creator of Stardew Valley uh, loved Harvest Moon, and he wanted to make his own game that was Harvest Moon, but he could do all the things he wished he could have done in Harvest Moon. Well, I mean, what's the old, the old <clears throat> saying is that uh, 
imitationist is the sincerest form of flattery. Right. And I mean, and, and the creators of Harvest Moon felt that way. Right. They, mm-hmm. they thought that uh, Stardew was a fantastic idea and a fantastic game and he did great, you know, and then there's people that would say, you know, if let's say like you made a movie that was essentially star Wars, but different characters, slightly different designs, but for the most part, right? Like it was star Wars, Mm. but it was better. Right? Like (laughs) yeah, space balls. No, no. Legitimately though. That's a great point. That is, that is a great point. Like star Wars. It was better. (laughs) No, but like legitimately, like it was, it was making fun of it. Right. It it wasn't the exact same, but it was poking fun of it, but that's uh, parody. uh, Parody. Thank you. Yeah. Which is how, you know, like Weird Al has gotten away with stuff. But at the same time, he gets permission to do his songs. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think he has to, though. He may not. He may not. But I know that he does. Under parody laws, I don't think he has to. Yeah. Then, you know, like, I don't want to, like, <clears throat> you know, like, how many adult films out there make fun of, like, other things? I'm sure they don't get the permission from them exactly. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm sure Disney is not all about the the plethora yeah. that's out there but yeah yeah i, I don't know you know there, i think he does it i don't mean it, but i think he does it out of respect he yeah yeah artist. yeah but I, I i feel like the the ai generated stuff because there's like ai generated stories where you can you know put in a bunch of keywords and just random like facts and plug in a bunch of links to like your content and stuff. And then you can have the, the AI generate like a fanfic essentially. Interesting. So like, is that original or is it just copying and pasting and doing like the college thing of like, I need to write a paper on, you know, physics. So I'm going to copy paste a bunch of this and reword it. I don't know. It's a, that's a really hard thing to define because art itself is not an easy thing to define. No. So, so in order to, in order to say it, it's copywriting or not, you have to define art. Yeah. And I'm, and again, I'm by no means am I saying that the, the AI art generator is the same as a video game, um, you know, mimicking another style or something like that. I'm not, I just, that's what got no, me thinking that, about this. It's an interesting thing. I didn't even know this was a thing until um, you brought it up. Yeah, but Nor so it was it a Discord thing. I mean, we're on a, we're recording on Discord right now. We have a whole channel, by the way. People who listen to this, you subscribe and whatnot, and go and follow us on Discord. Yeah. Um, what a segue. Uh, but like, I didn't even know this was a thing. Yeah, it's. I don't think it's super new, but it it just like blew up in popularity over the last like month. I think interesting um i've been addicted to it it's it's wild um but it got me thinking about games like tim tim or stardew valley or um there's a game on steam called dinkum that is essentially animal crossing in australia man yeah now i need to play dinkum i got it i got it it's multiplayer too like the whole thing is it good i don't know i haven't played it yet uh, okay. I haven't played it yet. I haven't had time, but uh, yeah. You guys want to stream some Dinkum? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we can. We, we can play. We can play some Dinkum. Um, 
I just like the name. Yeah. But, like, it, I guess it got me really thinking because, like, you look at games like um, Prince of Persia, right? So that, that came out first, and then Assassin's Creed showed up. Uh, okay, first of all. I think it's the same studio. So it is, it is, I but I, I'm just... Well, it's the same brand. I don't know if it was the same studio. Essentially... No, it was Ubisoft. No, no, no. Yeah, Ubisoft is the company, but there's multiple studios under Ubisoft. Yeah, like five studios yeah. that rotate through. So like, there's actually currently. Yeah. They're like, let's take this game that did not perform well and overhaul it and make it something awesome. Right. I guess what I was well, so a lot and of people think Prince. That. I think a lot of people <laughs> think Prince of Persia is better than Assassin's Creed. I know people that really? are. Yeah, I know people that are diehard Prince of Persia fans. I know none of these people. Um, I don't even know the people that have played Prince of Persia. I played them. They're good. Well, I mean, I, I get that the four assassins, of us here probably yeah, played it. At some they're, they're Assassin's Creed light. You know what I mean? Like it, Assassin's Creed did what Prince of Persia was trying to do. But then, like, from Prince of Persia, you get games... Or not Prince of Persia. So it goes Prince of Persia to Assassin's Creed, and then you get games like Uncharted. Right? With the climbing mechanics. And then that translated into, like, Tomb Raider. Well, I guess, like, the newer Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider was out first. The older Tomb Raider. I'm talking about the new Tomb Raider. The new Tomb Raider. Because the old Tomb Raider, like, the climbing mechanic was, like... It wasn't... It was like you climbed on. It was a climbing mechanic. It, you climbed on boxes and then swung on yeah. ropes. Like that was pretty much it. Whereas the new one is like uncharted with a female character, right? So it's funny because I don't like uncharted, but I like those Tomb Raider games. I don't think you like Naughty Dog, my guy. Maybe not. I you like Jack and Daxter. I was like, was that? did you like Jack and Daxter? I never played Jack and Daxter. Oh, there you but, go. I mean, I like Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, that's fair. Bye, dog. Yeah. Was that Naughty Dog? Yeah, it was like their first game. Mm-hmm. And uh, in Uncharted 4, you actually you can play um, Crash Bandicoot briefly in the beginning of the game. Like Yeah, Uncharted 4. Yeah, yeah. Nathan and his, his wife like sit down on the couch and you play on, um, Crash Bandicoot. It's pretty fun. Anyway, um... But so you you get things like that, and then you have games like um, I don't know. I think PUBG was the first battle royale. I could be I wrong, you're correct. but I think it was I PUBG. PUBG for a second, and I was like, I don't think that's a game. Yeah, PUBG, PUBG, where all the pugs battle each other. Um, no, PUBG. I, I'm pretty sure that was the first battle royale, and then I don't. Fortnite. I was Fortnite after that, or was Call of Duty? No, Fortnite. Call of Duty copied Fortnite. Okay, because their success. Right. Because um, Warzone's only a couple of years old. That's true. That's true. Yeah, because Blackout was uh, was the first Call of Duty one. Blackout extent, up until like recently, the only game that launched as only a battle royale game was still PUBG up yeah. until like last year or the year before because I mean yeah, Fortnite, Fortnite when it was first something came else. out was just yeah. a yeah, Fortnite, survival game. Yeah, it was it was it was a four player co op or solo survival. Game, yeah. And guess what I didn't like? Fortnite. Uh and then when they added the battle royale, it was fun for a while. And then when the PC players figured it out and they could fart eight story towers in, in less than, you know, half a millisecond it got old and I didn't want to do it anymore. And then yeah. they finally introduced no build mode and it's a great game. 
Um, but anyway, the idea of like, is there is there even such a thing as an original idea in the industry anymore? Or, uh, or are we essentially just taking an idea of something and making a new game like Tim Tim? Right? So, I mean, I think I've had this conversation quite a few times before where my personal thoughts on it is that every single idea, anything in entertainment, whether it's movies, music, games, any of it, it's inspired by something. Sure. Now, when that inspiration becomes just like outright copyright, I think it's kind of a blurry line. But. I mean, like, as long as you're not getting sued and as long as you ask for permission in certain instances, I mean, like. If something worked for someone else and you really liked what they were going for, but you want to put your own spin on it, kind of like what Tem 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 did with Pokemon, then like, why not go for it? Right. Yeah. I mean, as somebody that like has always aspired to be a writer, like it's a uh, forget what movie it's in. Maybe it's Perks of Being a Wallflower, where like somebody says that like every great story has always that it could ever be has always been written has already been written and you're just taking it and making it your own version well i mean so essentially essentially everything you're watching and everything you're seeing all these movies up there all the anime stuff in christian's background those are all just fan fiction in a sense well i think like else's story um i was reading something and i and i if i'm wrong i'm sorry don't don't hate me um i'm pretty sure i was reading something that said like most modern day sci-fi movies and media can be tied back to the original John Carter book. Yeah, that was actually like the Godfather. Yeah, that, that's of, the like, Godfather of sci-fi. sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, like everything derived from that. Which is a shame because I really like John Carter the movie and nobody else. Eh, yeah, I wasn't one of them. Um, yeah, I like John Carter the movie. Like, I, I it's okay. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I, I'll say that. Um, but yeah, like, like really, if you think about it, Harry Potter is Star Wars. Yeah. Have you seen the epic rap battle? Yeah. They mentioned that. Yeah. That's awesome. That, by the way, side note, that's the best epic rap battle that's ever come out in my opinion. It's pretty great. I I stand by it. Yeah. But I mean, like the parallels are there and then there's other things where like that line of like, like with Harry Potter, it was sort of like I didn't put it together that like you can you can parallel Star Wars and Harry Potter like like the entire way, pretty much. I mean, other than Lord Voldemort, it's not Harry's father, but right. Other than like little details, it's essentially like the same thing. I never put it together until someone told me. So I feel like J.K. Rowling, with all her flaws, did it right. Right when it when it came to writing that story. I mean. But yeah, then, because I mean, that, I mean, I know like J.K. Rowling's not popular right no, now. No, whatever. Like, I, separating the yeah. artist from the separating the art from the artist. Yeah. Harry Potter in itself, you know, that's gonna live on for forever. Yeah. So it's like obviously, I, I don't and like so Star Wars in yeah. a sense. You know, not in book form, but you know, like I mean, I guess there are books too. There are. But you know, what I mean, like Harry Potter started off as a book series and then yeah. became other things. Um, I mean, like I, I don't like Tom Cruise as a person. But uh, I love his movies. Yeah. You know? I haven't seen Top Gun Maverick. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. We're not yeah, going to go off on a tangent on Top Gun because I, I could. I love that movie. Oh, yes. well, one of the dudes I worked with, 
uh, was like, you guys, you talk about Top Gun on your podcast. So you are wearing aviators. I have the need, the need for speed. Right? Did they say it in the movie? They say it in the original. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess, yeah, my, I, I've just been thinking about games that are like not so blurring that line of like, this is basically just a different version of this. And you I mean, guys... I will say, I mean, I know that we were talking about, you know, getting to Temtem, which is essentially because me, Christian, and Steven have been playing it. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's different enough, in my opinion, where, like, I sometimes, if it wasn't for catching, catching and battling, I would not think it's a Pokemon game. Like, I don't know how Christian and Steven feel about it, but, like, it's vastly different in enough ways where if you take out the catching and battling aspect, it doesn't feel like a Pokemon game. I don't know. I don't know what they think, but that's what I think. Well, that's what we're going to talk about. So I'm, I'm curious because you guys have played. I haven't, so I know next to nothing about it other than the fact that it is a MMO, I guess? Uh, essentially Pokemon-style game where you create yeah. a character, go around battle i think what they call them dojos Mm -hmm. and instead of gyms but you capture train and battle tim tims and they all have goofy names and evolutions yes grumper there's a there's one called grumper yeah so for those of you that don't know uh, i'll read the excerpt that i found uh just now uh so tim tim is a massively multiplayer creature collection adventure created by crema crema and published by humble games Players explore the islands of the airborne archipelago and completing quests, taming strange creatures known as Temtem. So, there's a l- definitely heavy inspiration from Pokemon. Um, Tim, you were saying that you think that this is very removed from Pokemon, though, outside of the catching mechanic. I mean, so, I mean, there are a lot of similarities. Yes, you are. A preteen, maybe a teenager, you go off on an adventure. There's a professor that gives you your first Temtem. Uh, there's ways you can catch Temtem. You battle them. You battle other tamers. If you're walking through the wild, you go on the grass and the water like you wouldn't Pokemon and catch things. There's a lot of similarities. But, like, the story is, like, the people who create Temtem... Initially, because now, like, Pokemon is starting to do this, where, like, they're starting to branch out and realize that, like, some of our demographic are older, and they want something more than just, let's go on an adventure and catch Pokemon and battle them. They want a little bit more meat, so to speak, uh, in in their Pokemon game. Because for the longest time, and I had this conversation with somebody I worked with, back in the day at my other job, um, that Pokemon is for kids. We are not a target artist, target audience for Pokemon. It's for kids. And we just needed to accept that because for kids, simplistic mechanics like in Pokemon works for them. And we've just outgrown it. But for Nostalgia Pop, we like playing it still. Um, so, you know, we just needed to accept the fact that Game Freak and Nintendo and the Pokemon Company 
have a formula that works and ain't broke, so they're not fixing it. But I think here recently, especially with like how well, um, Arceus, Arceus, yeah, Arceus did. They realized like, hey, there could be a market here that we can expand on, and maybe offer a little bit more, not adult, but like more substance, complex mechanics to our our game. Sure, and that's why you're getting Scarlet and Violet that have more cores and don't get me wrong they're not quite to where like where Temtem is and I'm not trying to say that Temtem's ahead of them they just Temtem was a game that they made because they realized that like people like us want something like Temtem um, where it's you can play with other people you can do raids you can um do competitive battles I and mean, you can there's a there's an auction house where you can trade temtem and items and stuff like that there's a chat function and whatnot like it's like final fantasy and pokemon had a baby and that's what temtem is so it's more the storyline is it gets dark at points i mean i guess well because yeah, because i'm watching you play soul silver and they're cutting off snow i was about to say like so, I, like, like some I of the older that knowing that yeah. Some of the older games were kind of dark. I feel like I feel like Pokemon like so when the original games came out and I mean Lavender Town was all about suicide, yeah, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I I think some of the older like I feel like Pokemon went really serious for the most part like in terms of the undertone for like a few generations and then it started to get more and more lighthearted and then like the, like it went away from like Team Rocket, which was very clearly the mafia, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it was read by Giovanni. Yeah, uh, and like they were cutting tails off a of slow slowpoke. Like it was, it was dark. It was real dark. And then, yeah, Lavender Town was literally all about suicide. And even in some of the How later games, when Pokemon when they die. Yeah, like uh, isn't it like? I don't even mean to get off topic here, but. Um, there's that thing going on the internet where like Gary your, or your rival, whatever you name him, but Blue Gary, yeah. whatever you want to call him, his Raticate dies mm-hmm. on the SSN because he can't get to a Pokemon Center quick enough. Yeah, and that's why that's why you battle him on the SSN and you never see it again. Yeah, you kill his, you kill it, you kill his Raticate. Yeah, yeah. but it's... like they don't mention that in the game. And as a kid, you don't pay any attention because you just don't remember. Like didn't hear Raticate, but like the theory is that like you murder his radicate yeah you can't take it to a pokemon center quick enough yeah i think uh i think it's been confirmed somewhere that that's what their intention well, like, was i think he's in like lavender town like because you go to lavender town i think after the SSM, yeah and he's there in the tower morning his yeah. Radicate. yeah yeah and i mean there's still some dark pokemon even i mean to this day i mean in gen one you had cubone um who wearing his mother's skull. literally is wearing his dead mother's skull? Yeah, yeah. And then so, I guess it's rooted in, in, in adult things, kind of like most. Well, so like things are the apparently the manga, the manga, um, however you want to say it, um, is really dark and super messed up. And then they they toned it down for like the anime and the game. But the game still has some of that undertone. Like, isn't there? Um, I can't remember. Steven, you might be able to help me out. I think you played them more recently. The uh, the Pokemon with like the big spinny purple like spirit 
face thing. Spiritome. And uh, in Arceus, like, isn't that like a little girl that died or something like that? Like, that's what they try to imply? I don't know what they uh, tried to imply for Arceus, really. Um, I don't know if I ever saw it. I know, there's, there's a quest line with a little girl for Spiritome, and then, like, you find out that she's dead and you've been following a ghost. Like, she died yeah. when she was real young. I know there was, like, uh, like Drifloon apparently, like, carries children away or something like that. Yeah. Like, Phantom uh, lures children into, like, the forest or something, and they never get seen again. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, there's some weird dark undertones to Pokemon, but I think you're right. I think overall it is geared toward kids. I think yeah. it's, like, yeah, it's manga's definitely... The manga is definitely not, f yeah. The manga is definitely well, not for kids. Things with, like, there's always adult um, situations, I guess, or themes in children's stuff to keep adults that have to go watch the stuff. Oh, I mean, I guess. literally, like, for the majority of the Pokemon anime, Brock tries to sleep with every female he comes across. True. I mean, and as a kid, you don't pick up on no. that kind of stuff. Like, I didn't know that I murdered Eradicate. I didn't know Lavender Town was about suicide and death. I just thought it was a weird, creepy area where you could catch ghost Pokemon. Yeah. So, I don't know. But I guess there's always been that. But, like, with Temtem, like, it's just... I don't know. Maybe Steven and Christian have a, can talk about it. It just feels more geared towards me, if that makes sense. I don't know. What, what? Huh? What do you mean? Like, it just feels like not like just a, a, a kid's game where they're like, all right, go get your badges and battle the Elite Four because you can do anything you set your mind to. Yeah, it doesn't start with that, but I mean, like, the NPCs in this game are, are mean as hell. Yeah. They'll be like, I don't know, they'll make fun of the way your character looks. Oh, like, God. So you can't read. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, you're walking around here because you, you're too stupid for school. You're like, no, oh, I'm just play a game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I bet you are, you idiot. And I'll be like, let's fight. So is there is there death in the game, or is it still just like fainting? If it's still fainting. It's still um, fainting. Your 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 temtem don't die. Okay. I thought we you still fainted. Yeah. I mean, like, we're only about halfway through the game, Maybe. like, the actual main story campaign game. I mean, it's an MMO, so I think they're going to just keep adding stuff. So it's never really going to end, because the game comes out in September, right? Yeah. 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 And they're going to add a new island to it and the new endgame content. Um, so I don't know. I feel like it's... I don't know, maybe it's just because it's different, and I, I want to believe that there's more to it than... Like, but, I mean, also, you know, there's a theory going around in the background that why the, why you don't have a dad and why there's no real male figures in the world of Pokemon is because the whole Pokemon War thing, and then, like, all the dudes died and whatnot, which is why you don't have a dad. Well, wasn't there a... Um, Surge fought in it or whatnot. Wasn't there a game where your dad was a gym leader? Or am I imagining something? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, your dad was a gym leader. I don't know about all that, because I never played Ruby Sapphire Emblem. So, so 
I agree with what you're saying about Temtem. The I do not think that Temtem would ever have existed had it not been for Pokemon, though. Like, I think it might have existed um, <laughs> in some regard, um, but it would have not been um, as ironed out. <laughs> Hi, actually. <laughs> um, yeah. Steven, go for a second. Steven, Steven, take over. You you take over my thought while I talk to my wife. What Christian was trying to say (laughs) is that he's he's pissed off. He's angry. He hates the company. Uh, Anyways, sorry about that. Oh, God. I see my own image on the screen, and I saw my wife. No, you're fine. Totally threw me off. Bring bring her um, in on the conversation. I want to know what she thinks about Pokemon and Tim Tim. Don't, don't worry, Christian. I let them know how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, um, Steven, take over like... my thought. Stick, take over my. <laughs> so I uh, I definitely agree with Tim that I think what Tim Tim is trying to be is the ultimate hybrid between Pokemon and Final Fantasy fourteen online. Um, as to whether or not they're going to succeed at that, I don't know. It's been about almost two years since the alpha first launch on the playstation 5 and pc um and i think they've got a pretty full fledged out game now but as you also said we're also probably only maybe 50 percent through the storyline and i think the ultimate testament to mmos is the end game so once you beat the story once you beat the eight dojos once you save the archipelago whatever it is at the very end of this game what is there to keep you around? I know I there's the layers that have like three to five players. How flushed out are those? And like how much content actually is there? I'm not sure. I think so, a okay. game like this, um, since it has that whole competitive scene with IVs and EVs and shiny uh, Tim just like Pokemon, I think it could really thrive in a game that didn't really have much of an end game um, because people would, would want to be competitive. So, so the crazy part about, oh, go ahead, Cody. No, no, no go ahead. I so think the crazy part about it is that, like, I was telling this to Christian and Steven the other day, is, is that like, there is a lot of like mechanics in like a, a Temtem battle that don't exist in Pokemon. Yeah. It's just like you know, in Pokemon, it's just you throw a Pokemon out, and then once you get to high enough level, you can pretty much just wreck anything in front of you, even if it's your weakness. Um, and Temtem, as Christian pointed out yesterday, he was like 13 levels over somebody that he was battling and getting destroyed. Like, yeah. there's like a strategy to it where you have to put the right Temtem out at the right time. And you kind of have to play like this dance because, like, Temtem can get powered up by other Temtem that you have out because you, you throw two out at the, at the start no matter what happens. 2v2 um, no matter whether it's co-op yeah. or single player yep. yeah it's always 2v2 um, so like you can power up your Temtem with another Temtem based on the moves so, like, there'll be a move and it'll have like a plus sign next to it and if you put the right Temtem paired up with them your move gets more powerful or it gets stat bonuses or debuff bonuses um, To so there's like a level of strategy in it to where like you have to make sure you have the right Temtem for the right situation or you're going to have a bad day. So it, it's like really weird because like, I kind of like it in a sense because like I said, once in Pokemon, you got your starter and essentially your starter just ran house. 
like it, yeah. it, it was the most powerful one you pretty much got until you got your legendary yeah and unless you're playing diamond and pearl really i don't know what they did to that game i don't remember the original being that difficult but like when you get to the elite four and diamond and pearl that is the most overpowered janky group of battles in any game so well, i don't oh go ahead i was just gonna say so at the beginning of temtem it kind of sets the, the you up for what to expect in the rest of the game because like in pokemon like you guys were just talking about your starter is typically super overpowered and that first rival battle that you have you're almost guaranteed to win now what comes those follow-up rival battles if you're not leveled up and you haven't built up a team then you might it might be a little rough for you temtem that first battle you have with your rival it's like here's your starter here's an extra one just for good measure and uh good luck because your rival is going to destroy you yeah you lose we like storyline you we lose lost. like your your rival has a better temtem than you from the jump and it's just like you're behind the eight ball already you need to catch temtem and get better bro wow the game never makes you feel like you're like you'll be like okay you know getting the team together you know they're starting to get a little leveled starting to get the hang of this and then it'll be just like no now you go to a new area and everyone's like level 50 and they're like do you even know how to raise temtem bro like we did like the third area me cody or me christian and steven did the third area and we went to the fourth area and then we all were like we need to go back and train because this area is super hard yeah the full the level is nice because, you know, in, like, Pokemon, you know, you've been to an area where um, it has, has trainers and stuff to fight. Those trainers are typically going to only have uh, Pokemon that you can either see in the current area or something you've already seen before. Temtem, like, there's one that we've seen in the first area that we have not encountered at all. We're all in the fourth area with at least at least over 30 hours of playtime. All of us. Um, yeah, are you talking about Sparzy? Yeah. We don't even know where to catch this thing at. No. So, like, they'll just throw you out something you'll just have no idea where it is or when you'll see it again. Um, like, I'm pretty sure I fought something in the first dojo that I caught in the third area. Yeah. Yeah. Super. And the, and the leveling, too, like, like they said earlier, like, you'll encounter somebody who might have... Uh, I've just did a double battle last night where somebody had one that was, like, level 36... And the other was 58. I was like, this, like, yeah, they're, they're like, it, it's almost like they made them like real trainers where they're like, I've been leveling up this one, but it's a 2v2, so I gotta throw out the other guy with them. Yeah. Hmm. And you'll, you'll never, I don't think I've ever one shot at something unless it was just like something like I went back to, or either that if it has like a, a times four weakness, like, say, like, hmm. you're using an electric move on something that's water and like flying. Or, or water and wind in this game like that'd be mm. like a times four attack and even then it doesn't always kill them mm. or faint them um so it's 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 and like, point you know, it, i was gonna say if you've ever been, been playing pokemon you're like yeah like i like pokemon but these games just aren't that much of a challenge like this this is the challenge so another cool thing i think is really awesome is that the dojos right so when you're playing a pokemon game you're like all right this is the fire gym so you know you need to bring the water starter with you you need to bring the water because that's gonna you're just gonna wreck house if you show up with the water one so i went to the second area 
it was the fire gym, right? And I'm like, all right, cool. I got my water Tem Tem with me. I'm going to wreck the house. They all had grass. Yeah. Like, just yeah. because it's, like, in that area. Like, they had fire ones, too. Don't get me wrong. They had fire ones, but they throw they, they throw things up on you. They, they mix it up. Like, like yeah, I have fire because this is the fire area, but I also have a grass one. Here's an electric Pokemon or Temtem. Yeah. I like like the third one was like I think it was supposed to be like nature ish themed. Mm -hmm. I had like two two of them were nature. The rest were just some random crap. Yeah, it's, it, it like it throws you for a loop because you don't know what to expect. Yeah, no I think plan. something that uh, Temtem's also doing very differently um, up until more recent Pokemon games is that for the first quite a few generations of Pokemon, everything had a singular type. Almost every single Temtem probably has two type. different types. And it's not type matchups that even necessarily make sense. Like, you could have a Temtem that's fire and water. And so then you're like, okay, cool. Well, this destroys what I have previously thought about what might be this thing's weakness and be strong against it because I've got a water, which is usually good against fire. Yeah. It's also water. So, so yeah, that, speaking of which, I think Steve and I were fighting something and it looked 100% like a water Temtem, right? And we're like, you know, we light this thing up with electric, right? Well, it turns out it was water and, and grass, but in, in Temtem it's called nature. So it was water and grass. So it was still, it still did damage, but not as much as it would if it was just water. Like, it's actually rare to have a Temtem that's just one type. It's also, um, like in Pokemon, if you hit a ground type with an electric, nothing would happen. You can do that in this. Like it, the, the damage might not be as, as good as like a standard attack, but you do the damage. An, uh, another thing that's like I'm still getting used to, I still don't know if I like it more than Pokemon or not, is like how leveling works. Um, so like evolving? Like, yeah, like if you yeah. have something that's going to evolve, you know, on Pokemon, you're like, okay, starter evolves at 16, and then evolves again at like 36, usually. That's usually the thing. Uh, there's set levels that they evolve at, but on Temtem, it's whatever you catch it at, level it up like a certain amount of times. Usually like 20 or something, like 20 or something like that. So you could catch one Temtem at like level 12, for instance, level it up to level 32 or 33, and it'll evolve. Catch the same Temtem at level like 53, you would have to still level it up 20 times for it to evolve. Yeah. Which, so. And if you if you miss it for whatever reason, you can just open up the menu and just just force evolve it. Yeah. Nice. So, couple questions, I guess. So, because I know that there's people out there that are like me, uh, and the reason that oh, I what the hell is Tim Tim? <laughs> no, I, I mean I knew what Tim Tim was right when it yeah. first got announced, but I know that there's people like me in the thought of like, this is cool. But it's not Pokemon. That's it's what not. I was worried about when I was like buying it. I was like, I feel like this is gonna be one of those games where it's just like, eh, I'd rather just play Pokemon at this point. Right. It's, it's that's 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 where I'm at. Is like I, I'm kind of like, yeah, this is really cool. I'd rather just play Pokemon, or I'd rather just Nintendo or Game Freak, whatever, make a Pokemon MMO. Like, well, I mean, I still would love that too. Don't get me wrong. I I, I still do, but I'm just saying. And I think that like we're like maybe a generation or two away from having that. I I don't remember which podcast it was, but I called that. Yeah. I, I said, when, when we talked about Arceus, when we were talking about Arceus, that we were, we were like 10 years out. Mm -hmm. 
Like, we're going to get Arceus, and if Arceus is successful, then the game after that, which the game after that is going to be an open world mainline game, and it's going to it's gonna carry over the, the gym system and be open world. And here we are. We're, we, got, we got Scarlet and Violet. It is an open world multiplayer co-op game. And it's yeah. and it's the main line. It, we're 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 hitting colors. We're we're scarlet and violet. But so, go ahead, I was gonna say, me and Christian were actually talking about that earlier uh, during the week. Sorry. Did you hear the call of your people? <laughs> me and Christian were talking about that earlier in the week. Like, you know, it's Pokemon. You know, it's Nintendo. There's going to be something done at some point in it where it's going to limit what you're doing. Oh, like, for sure. Like, oh, to go in this area, you have to disconnect from the party. Yeah. So what, what's the point? Yeah. And, we, I mean, we're not going to know till we get there. It sounds like that's not going to be the case. But I will I, say, oh, man. I'm just saying it, it wouldn't surprise me if there are areas that are, like, solo only. But the way that... I like about like about Temtem is the fact that like you can do everything with Literally somebody. Everything. Like in yeah. let's say for instance, like I went through a dojo and Christian didn't, I can re go through the dojo with him and help him get through it. Like there after playing this, it's there's no reason why Nintendo can't do this. Oh no, there there, there no definitely reason. isn't. I, I agree hundred percent there. I, I, I think that this game, like Arceus, is another test. And I think they're gonna test the the limits of co-op. Because they there have there is media that said that like essentially we can all join each other's game mm-hmm. and go do our own things and still be in the game together. I could go one way on the map, you go another, and then Steven goes one way and, and Christian goes another way. Right, and and we'll all still be connected in the same world, doing our own things because that's they're kind of cool. If that's true, because in Temtem you cannot; you have to kind of stay close to each other. So, if that's the case, then that's great, right? And I don't; we won't know until we play it. But they also said that there is no set path to how you do the gyms. You can do the gyms in any order, which I think is really cool if they did it like that. So I'm assuming that that means there's some form of level scaling depending on the gym you go to right that's the only way that makes sense like well i wonder if it's gonna be like because in the anime uh the one where it's not not the mainstream anime but the one they did where it follows red sure um there's a thing where he goes to brock and he says you don't have any badges yet so we'll treat this as like your first badge contest and he only takes two pokeballs out and he's like, oh, we'll just, I'll just use these two since you don't have any badges yet. So I think that's kind of cool because it kind of incorporated that into there where it's like, okay, while the other game had you on rails where you kind of just leveled up, yeah. in the world of Pokemon, they do realize that not everybody lives at Pallet Town and starts at Brock's gym. Right. You might live at Cinnabar Island and Brock's your eighth gym leader. Yeah. And he's like, all right, cool, I'm coming at you with all five of my Pokemon. Yeah, I think I think that's I I think a hundred percent that's where they were at was like okay it's kind of ridiculous that we we this world just is like oh you live over here well you got to go all the way down towards Pallet yeah. Town to start your Can you adventure living on Cinnabar Island like you have to start Peter City yeah <laughs> like what are you doing 
So I, I hope that it is something like that. Like it's based on the number of badges you have that determine the gym battles and, and like the level or number of Pokemon that you have to go up against. Um, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see how this plays out. I think this whole game is a big test, just like Arceus was, and I think it's going to determine where they go forward next. And I hope that within three games, we finally get an actual Pokemon MMO with with some actual freedom. Maybe. We'll see. I mean... I mean, it, you, you yeah. You don't think so? No, I don't. I, I expect whatever they do to just... I expect it to just be dog shit anymore. Like, I, really? I, yeah. Cause like, That's a fair like, thought, though. Like I said, like Nintendo is too scared to do anything. They don't ever venture outside their comfort zone. Like, Look like, how long it took them. Like, they've got so many different franchises, too, that they do nothing with because they're scared of doing anything but their main money makers. Yep. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I do not like Nintendo as a company. I really don't. I feel like really? they, know, they know that their fan base, they can survive. I mean, they're stuff. very formulatic, you know, like, oh, sales are down. Let's pay somebody to come up with another Smash Brothers yeah. or another Mario Party or another Mario Kart. Yeah, let's just remaster Mario Kart 8 again. Yeah, they just they refuse to do anything. Yeah, and like the years in between the game releases are usually just. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah, it's too much. Like I, I I am excited what they're doing with you know. I think. I think the reason. I think the reason it's taken as long as it has for them to branch out of the the Pokemon like formula like they did with Arceus is because of Nintendo. Because Game Freak is not Nintendo, yeah. right? They're their own company. But I think Nintendo still is like, yeah, don't do that. We're not going to put that game out. Don't do that. Well, the, well, the coolest thing about Temtem is is that like everyone's all like, well, you say like, I would rather play Pokemon. It's like, well, what if we don't have a Switch? But isn't it coming out on the Switch? It is. It is. But the original grab for people sure. was on PlayStation sure. and on PC. So it was trying to reach those audiences yeah. that necessarily wouldn't ultimately grab towards all the Nintendo first party games. And just to let and, you know, like Pokemon only came on the Switch recently. You had to play it on handheld, which is why I missed so many generations. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, to go to your point, was it? I was just going to say, so a little while ago, Cody, you were asking about, you know, those people that are like, well, this game looks just kind of like another version of Pokemon. Like, why would I play this game if I can just play a Pokemon game? Well, I think those people, there is no... The whole point in playing Temtem <laughs> is if you're tired of Pokemon and you want something a bit different, they've taken the thing that you love, changed it enough, but not completely, and then provided a different experience for you. That's fair. If you're just looking for the same old experience that you've had for the last... Is this the ninth generation? Yeah, nine. Nine, nine, yeah. Okay. So last eight generations, if you're just looking for another one of those, then you probably should stick with Pokemon. But if you want something different and you want something a bit more new, then, you know, you guys are right. In like five, ten years from now, you might get a totally different Pokemon experience. But Nintendo is not, and Game Freak are not going to take that gamble all at once they're gonna, no. it's gonna be a slow, slow yeah that's and that's that gonna work yeah that's what i that's what i was talking about last time we talked about this was 
it's going to take them a while and it has taken them a while it's taken them since 96 to come up with a game like Arceus and, and to be fair though I am sure that there are folks at Game Freak that pitched that oh, years ago I guarantee it shareholders and the people with all the money were like okay that's cool but like no let's do our research first and make sure that this is actually going to be profitable and so what... well, it's one of those things where it's like they're like why would we want to do that when no one is complaining about what we're doing well the, the, then that's the that's a whole nother point because the people the whole thing people are like, complaining getting, but they're not listening broken don't fix it um but like every time they put out a new generation it's like here's some new cool pokemon and people are all like oh i gotta go get you more i guess and then i yeah. go get the game and yeah um so i think it there's okay I think one or two things are going to happen in the next couple years. Uh, because Tim Tim is, is launching on the Switch, right? That means Nintendo put a seal of approval on it. Yeah, okay. which means that, there's competition for Pokemon. Though. Nintendo said yes. Because that game doesn't come on the Switch unless Nintendo looks at it. Someone plays through it and says, yes, this is a Nintendo-worthy game. Right? They are, they are hella picky about stuff. For the most part, there is there are some weird eShop titles. Let me tell you. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, but for something to be as close as it is, generally speaking, to Pokemon, Nintendo to put the stamp of approval on it is big. So if Tim Tim blows up in popularity and people love it, I think it's going to be eye opening. So I think I, I think two things could happen. Either they're gonna wise up, and they're gonna have Pokemon catch up to what Tim Tim is, and in the in the sense of like openness and more, you know, grow up with your audience uh, mm-hmm. fashion, or they're just gonna they're gonna stick to the same stuff and and not learn from it, and then Tim Tim will will just keep going. You really do is they need to do the best of both worlds because the beauty what it's kind of what Steve was saying earlier that there's going to be a way they're going to have to limit it because there's such a vast catalog of Pokemon that they have that there's no way they can have one game where you can catch every single Pokemon Yeah, because that would be ridiculous. Well, I think around... I mean, mean, it would be great if there was and don't get me wrong, I, I think they would do it like very much like 14 where they would just release it in waves, like expansions where like we're going to release a Generation 2 expansion yeah. and a Generation 3 expansion. What you really need to do is the best of both worlds and just have one Pokemon MMO game that they update for people like us. Yeah. And then keep putting out the stuff that they are putting out because if they want to build the next generation of us, they need to hook them in early like they did with us with the stuff that they are putting out. Yeah. I know I've been having trouble just just playing games in general. Like nothing, just I can't just sit down and play anything for for hours on end. Just because nothing just grabs my attention like it used to. But this, like I've just I've been playing this like nonstop almost. Yeah, I remember you saying the other day, like you sat down, and you're like, I've been playing Temtem all day. Well, yeah, I, mean, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> my whole day off playing Temtem almost. Well, like to circle back to to the AI bot. That, I remember, like, I was talking to Steven when I showed him that bot. He was like, this is the first thing that's pulled me away from Tim Tim in, like, a week. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this, this, I 
feel like this is just giving me everything that I've wanted from a Pokemon game and that just Nintendo just will not do. Yeah, I'm in I'm in such a weird place when it comes to Tim Tim, I think. Because like I I, I there are people like Christian was saying that when it comes to, to Tim Tim, they just want Pokemon. And they, they just want to play the traditional Pokemon and then be and they're, and they're happy with it. I'm not that person. I am the person of I want to play Pokemon, but I want them to do it right. I need them to make a game that grew up with the people they made the game for. Right? Like I want I want the Pokemon game that I've been preaching since I don't even know how long. Well, in six or seven years you'll probably get it. Right, exactly. And I don't know why there's something in my brain where I'm like, I don't want to betray it by playing Tim Tim. I mean, I'm still going to get, I'm still getting Violet. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. getting Violet. There's no question. Like, I don't know, like, 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 kind of what Steve was saying, like, it's just scratches an itch I didn't know I had yeah, until dude, I started like, playing. It's, it's That's so fair. Fun. Like, I, it's so fun playing, and you can tell like they put like a lot of work into the environments and a lot of work into like the, the Timtims themselves. Like the game is just absolutely gorgeous. So I was gonna ask while well, as Tim like dies over there. Um, he's fine. He's just Hi. just just, just drowning. Yeah. Hey. Um, <laughs> yeah. Went down the wrong pipe. Yep. Yeah, I I got gotcha. you. Um, I was going to ask about the environments because like everything I saw like back when it first got released, it looked like it was like little paths on tiny little islands. Yeah, that's what I thought it was going to be, which uh, like the second it split up into like it looks like six different worlds from like the, the big over map. But the very first one that you're in is just a big connected like beach tropical vibe going on. It's It's gorgeous, dude. Like it looks so good. You're muted, Tim. I was muted on my headset. Yep. Um, <clears throat> there's that, like the big beach tropical paradise thing, and then the next area is kind of like a mountainous volcano kind of region. It's pretty cool. So it's not just those little like interlinked squares with little bridges. That's some of the areas. Not, not hardly. Like. <coughs> It's been 20%, maybe not even 20%, but that has to do with kind of like a, a traversal mechanic, though. Okay. So say there's there's a lot of traversal stuff coming. Like, you know, you have, like, the bike in Pokemon, and, like, you might have some mechanics where it'll lock you out of certain areas. It kind of took that and ran with it, where there's... Pro I mean, we at this point, I think we all have maybe three, or have come Four. across about three. Yeah. And I'm sure there's more. Um, but most of those, uh, like, you know, quadrant, you know, little island things that you were talking about um, is directly related to one of them. It's like a bridge hopping mechanic. Okay. Um, and so those are like that, but for a specific purpose and reason. Um, but I would say, like Steven was saying, probably 80, if not 90% of the game is just an actual open world tr um, exploration environment. So what would you compare the graphics to? Because I, I feel like, again, with like when I first saw the game with the, the little weird environments and I was like, ah, this doesn't really look good to me. And then visually it looked kind of like for the king. Like it didn't it look doesn't, like it was like. It doesn't have that. that, that I know what you're talking about. That like, uh, 
just real blocky look to it. Yeah, it looked like overly stylized to me. It reminds me of if they made a Pokemon game with the Wind Waker HD look. So I don't okay. I don't think either of you or any of you have played it here except me. Maybe you have. Um, but Game Freak put out a game called Little Town Hero. And the I graphics in that remind me a lot of Temtem. That's a good one. Okay. Um, and so it's not super high definition, but it's definitely far removed from like the blocky, over-texturalized people. Um, I, it's come a long way. So when it first came back out on... I think it was on the PS5's launch. I bought Temtem under like its pre-launch version. I turned the mm. game on, loaded up the profile on, and it was like, well, apparently the name that I really wanted to use is already gone, and yeah. the system is a little wonky. I made it to like the opening scene, and I was just like, I don't want to play this right now. And I turned yeah. it off, and I, then I didn't turn it back on until maybe a month ago. Um, and it's changed a lot since then. So at its in the alpha version, when I turned it on like almost two years ago, it was very for the king like. So the video that you said that you might have seen that looked a lot like that might that video probably exists somewhere on the internet, because at some point in time back around the alpha stages, it did. So they have continuously not updated not only the environments, the amount of temtem in the game, and all these different islands, but they've also overhauled the graphic system. Okay. <laughs> and to that extent, though, I will throw them under the bus because every once in a while, you will come across an NPC that looks janky as fuck. Yeah. Like, the, the NPC yeah. Support. I will say, like, as far as the graphics go, the Temtem look awesome. The areas that you're exploring look really awesome. The people and the NPCs not so much in fact when we first started playing one of the first things that christian ever said was like i like how like i had to choose between a female and a male and i really can't tell the difference interesting so they have some work to do it's not like don't get me wrong i'm not trying to say over here like this is the new pokemon game you need to play it i mean it's been very much a work in progress and the game's still not officially released yet it's still technically in the early early access part of it yeah it doesn't release until yeah. 0.94 or something with 1.0 yeah. coming on September 6th. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So like they're still they're still working on it and using all the feedback that they're getting from people playing it to improve upon the game. And it looks like it you know 1.0 like since it's an MMO is something that they can just keep working on and keep working on and trying to refine and better. Um, because one of the things that I think Stephen was telling me yesterday that they're going to try to fix is that a lot of the NPCs can be kind of long winded. Mm. And it's just like, like get to get to the point. We're gonna battle. I know we're gonna battle. Just get to the point. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, there's a few Pokemon NPCs that just don't shut up. <laughs> well, this is like eighty percent of the NPCs. Oh, that okay. Don't shut up. That's yeah, fair. It, it's a bit excessive. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I'm, so I, like, I just played through Brilliant Diamond, and I'm playing through Soul Silver on Twitch, and I've definitely run into more than a couple that are just like. Oh hey, here's my life story, and you're like, hey, 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 hey. These are, these are stupid conversations. Like, I'm yeah, you, who me? No him. Who me? No him. Us? You? Us? Them? When? Who's he? Where? What's like, your name? Those are legit conversations. Oh wow. Like, I had yeah. a, I had an interaction where I had a conversation with myself, and I had to pick the responses. So are yes. are we? Are we? I thought that was funny though, but. <laughs> but still. Uh, are we? Are we talking like? 
So, hot take, I, I've never played the original Mass Effect games because they bothered me. Like, I know oh. that... I know they're good. Don't don't get me wrong. I know they're good. They're classic games. If they ever remake them, I'll play them. But like, I had such an issue with those games where it was like, "Hey, get over here!" Like in the middle of a battle, like it starts off in a fight, you know, like, and the guy's like, "Hey, come here," and he and he gives you a gun, and then you're like, "All right, sweet, time to get right into combat." And he's like, "Hey, before you pull the trigger, let's talk for thirty minutes." <laughs> And I'm like, ah, no, just, just no. You let me do the thing and get on with it. It's why, like, like not to tangent again, but I love Kingdom Hearts 2. Don't get me wrong. It is the best in the series, in my opinion. The opening sucks because you have to wait for That is the longest, most ridiculous prologue of... It's like five hours long, too. ...of any any game ever made. Like, it is painful to get through. Like, hey, you know that fun Disney, like, Final Fantasy game where you get to run around with Donald and Goofy as, as like, the best boy with his big shoes and just, and just murk on heartless things? Like, yeah. Well, you're going to deliver mail as a not main character that you care about and skateboard around with his friends and eat salty ice cream. Have fun for six hours. Good luck. I, uh, Why? I can't, I can't remember quite what the opening was like for Temtem, but I don't think it it does not hold your hand. No. This is a very hands-off learning experience. Okay. If something it, new happens to you in the battle, a quick pop will be like, hey, this is what just happened, and then go away. Yeah. And that's the only time you see it. Okay. Yeah, it's not very much like a... In fact, I don't even think they tell you where to go. They're just kind of like, here's your Temtem. No, get out. Well, I mean, even in Pokemon, oh, the door hits you on the way out. The, the you gotta go, you gotta go find them all. The idea of telling you where you need to go in Pokemon is new. The uh, the main quest line on Temtem will always kind of point you in the right direction that you want to go, but it doesn't like appear on your. It only shows up on the map. So that's how that's I, how the newer Pokemon is. Like it's like you have to open the map, and then it's like go visit this town. Yeah, right, but yeah. like I'm playing through Soul Silver and it doesn't tell you anything. Yeah. No, this one, it, it, the overworld view is like an MMO. Like you got your main quest on the right. Right. Up to, up to two side quests below it. Um, but you don't, I mean, I like that because it also shows you on the mini map like any side quests that might be nearby that you can pick up. So, you know, in games like Pokemon and. I guess any kind of RPG that has like just a bunch of NPCs you can talk to. If you're not into like talking to all of them, you can just know which ones are the important. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, because Pokemon's like you literally have to talk to everyone in the game if you yeah, if you want to get everything. Especially so in the older ones, I'm learning because like I, I forget at what point they they stopped the HM system. Pretty recent. It is. I know it's recent, but like. Where I'm at in Soul Silver, Soul Silver is definitely like a, I'm gonna need an HM slave. Like I'm gonna have to have something that knows cut, and fly. cut, fly, strength, surf. Yeah, like I'm gonna need at least two that just know HMs. But those HMs aren't given to you through the story. You have to find them in weird places or by talking to random NPCs, and they don't tell you any of it. You just have to figure it out. 
Whereas now, like even with like Brilliant Diamond, you have the Pokey Watch, which I didn't think about when I was playing through it. Like it literally halfway through the through the playthrough, uh, someone was like, um, <laughs> "Why why aren't you using the uh, the, the Poke Watch to do this? Why why do you have an HM slave? That's not a thing anymore." And I was like, "What?" And then he was like, yeah, just 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 hit R. And so I did, and then it pulled up to Poker Watch, and it was just like fly and strength and cut. And I was like, oh. And then it'll just let another Pokemon will just do it. I'm like, well, that's that's nice. That's nice. Wish I'd known that. But like now I have to figure it out, and it doesn't tell me anything. And so, I mean, yeah. if, if it's along those lines, and that's nice, but I like the idea that there's like a quest marker above someone's head. Like, so we've all played Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah. When when it comes to side quests, there's like the the yellow side quests that are like, okay, that one doesn't really matter. It's just going to give me experience points, maybe a negligible amount of gold and maybe an item. But then there's the side quests that have the blue <clears throat> like inset and you're like, okay, that one is probably going to give me an item that I could could have or could potentially use that's that's worth doing. So, it's not quite there yet. Like no one has like a marker over their head, but like if you open your map, and it'll be like there is an exclamation point right there. So if you go and you talk to that person who has the exclamation point on the map, they have a quest for you. And if it's a question mark, it usually means that's where you turn it in. Okay. Um. um so also, in in relation to MMOs, since we've we've all played the same one, um. So obviously, there's some level of grinding to it. I'm sure. But is it is it in the sense of an MMO like fourteen where it was like you had to have certain gear and like item levels and stuff like that? Like is that a thing? Not yet, but I'm theorizing. I was talking about Christian and Steven the other day that once you get to the end game, it's going to be a little bit more prevalent because you can like your Temtem can hold an item. And depending on what item it is, it could, you know, boost your attack or boost your defense against certain weaknesses. So, like, I have a Temtem that's really weak to electric, so I have this thing called an electric rod, and it reduces damage by 10% from electric attacks. Um, but, you know, I have to switch it out for other things occasionally. So this is where, like, the strategy I was talking about comes involved, where, like, not only you have to make sure you get the right Temtem at the right time, you probably also have to make sure you have the right Temtem at the right time with the right gear and the right stats. Because so, they, they, have, they have a thing called SV and TV, and I don't know, I forget what they're called, but essentially it's your it's your your, your stats. Like you, if you have like a character in D and D, right? Uh, and the e, yeah, the EV system, can, yeah. <laughs> okay. Is that you can easily affect them by giving them uh, items called enhancer stuff, and I didn't even realize this until. I had to level up a Temtem by making sure that all like their stats were equal to a certain amount. Interesting. So I, like, I, I got this Temtem to like level 64, and I was like, why hasn't it evolved yet? Like, this is weird. Because I got it at level 20. It should have already evolved by this point. And I looked it up, and I was like, all their TVs, has to, it, the TVs have to equal over 1,000 before it will evolve. Jeez. Yeah. Some of the held items, too, are very technical. Um, like, there's this one that's... Um... 
Mm. It says it changes all of your poison type attacks to water, and I think and get, and it boosts them by twenty five percent. Yeah, so like, you can for instance, I have a, I have a a water poison temtem. If I if I give him that, all of his poison attacks are now going to register as water attacks, but they're twenty five percent more powerful. So you could just go in and just completely blindside somebody with some of these items. I'm sure. Yeah. So I, I think like the end game stuff, like it's gonna be more. I, I don't know yet because I haven't gotten there, and I don't know anybody that's gotten there yet either. But I feel like when you get to end game, especially when you're talking about like doing like raids or like competitive battling, which is a thing in this game, yeah. you're gonna have to play to your strengths. Also, there's a thing where um, in Temtem you can rebattle gym leaders once a week. Apparently, they're super tough battles though. Yeah. Um, there's definitely a mechanic similar to that in uh, some of the Pokemon games, like yeah. where you can go back and rebattle trainers or um, gym leaders. Like in Soul Silver, literally every trainer I've fought so far is like, "You want my number so we can battle again?" Yeah. And I was like, mm, "Sure, I forgot about that. I'm good." Um, but uh, so before we wrap it up, because it is midnight here, um, I. Has everybody have you guys seen the latest like Pokemon Direct where they where they talked about the game? Mm-mm. Yeah. Okay. So Tim, this I guess will be news to you. Um the new like shtick for this Pokemon generation, right? Like the last one was the the um Gigantamax or whatever. Yeah. And then we had like Mega Evolutions and the Z moves or whatever. And this is like the crystallized thing, right? Yeah, so this is Terraforms. And so they've also added new, like, variants of Pokemon. Like, the new Wooper, for instance, is ground poison. But it still has water absorb. So even though it's a ground type and a poison type, if you hit it with water, you're going to heal it. Really? Yeah. Um, And with the Terra types it's it's in such a... The way way it's going to play out now... Essentially, you can have a Pokemon the way they do the typings, because now with Pokemon, like everything has two types and they're really weird combos now. Um, but with the Terra type being a third addition to that, you're essentially. You can essentially make a Pokemon have zero weakness. Like really? certain ones. If, they're, if their typings are, are right, then then you can have a Pokemon that has no weakness. Interesting. Depending on it, that. depending on its terror type, because you could you could get a, the one they showed off like prevalently was um, <laughs> Pikachu. Obviously, he's you know normal electric or whatever he is now, um, but you can have him have a, a terror type of flying or even fire or whatever. Like it, it it could be some just random bizarre type, and it could immediately kill one of its weaknesses that he normally has. Kind of cool. So I'm really interested to see how that plays out as a mechanic in Endgame, because I feel yeah. like that's going to make things really difficult. And I think it's going to—I think it's an attempt to negate the whole like steamrolling with your starter. I hope so. Because I feel that like that means that any Pikachu you come across could be a different Pikachu from the last Pikachu. Because playing through Brilliant Diamond recently. They definitely up the AI's like um, intelligence and like strategy. 
Like they use way more full restores. They they switch out stuff like mid battle, like mid fight. Like they're, they're they're definitely doing more. So I feel like the terror types are gonna be <laughs> annoying and and a lot. So I'm I'm curious to see where that goes. Um, yeah. But all right, guys, it is it is midnight. So we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, if you haven't subscribed like comment subscribe do all the things hit the bell join our discord join our discord uh it's fun there there's people actually in it now. yeah there are we are we are gaining a small following uh i'm actively Check streaming out cody's yeah so i've also been streaming mm -hmm. poorly cody's been streaming successfully you just started uh, you just like literally have streamed twice yeah. so also, uh, while we're here, you should check out Mad Tomato and preview. You should. Well. You should check out Mad Tomato. Uh, uh, Mad Tomato plays on Twitch, and um, that King Bunny on Twitch. Those two guys are wonderful human beings, and they have been nothing but helpful and supportive of me uh, on my streaming journey, um, and have gotten me. I'm now at 60 followers on Twitch, so all I need to do is get my average viewership up. And then I will be an affiliate on Twitch, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, go check them out. Join our Discord, and uh, listen yeah, to this listen to the podcast. You know, one. just if you if you have suggestions for the podcast, let us know. You know, yeah. if you if you have things that you want to hear us talk about, if you have some interesting topics, tell us. Yeah, we'll With, talk about them. Yeah, why not? Shout out to the guy on our Facebook that mentioned the thing about Star Trek. I was about and, to bring that up earlier and forgot. Yeah, I meant to bring that up and I totally forgot. I there didn't see some, this. I, I forget who it was. He mentioned that we call ourselves <clears throat> some kind of podcast and there's some kind of thing that it relates to in Star Trek. I saw it uh, last week and I don't mean to be rude to the dude that posted that. Thank you for doing it. I just forgot what it was. Yeah, don't don't be too <clears throat> upset with us. We don't pay attention to stuff. Like we have an email set up. <laughs> like 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 legitimately. I, I just to put this in perspective, we have an email set up and a contact us page on our website. And I don't think we've ever looked at the email. Do we have emails? Did we get I think email? so I'm pretty sure when we were and this is again, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry everybody. When we did the hot ones thing we even made a comment about it and Christian was like, We're we're gonna respond. We are gonna respond and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go through this and we never did. Yeah, and we stopped doing it. And we, we stopped doing yeah, we we never looked at that. <laughs> I'll take that on and I'll start actually diving in it into that now. But so I brought up this guy's this guy's post. He was he was saying you, you guys call it some kind of podcast and don't mention Star Trek and then he linked a uh, a video to you on YouTube. Um, and then it's some kind of next generation. So apparently in Star Trek uh, Next Generation, there is like a bajillion times where they're like some kind of, and then insert whatever they're talking about here. Interesting. I don't like Star Trek. I was going to say, so sorry, dude, none of us are Trekkies, so none of us would have known that that's a thing. I like the uh, Chris Pine movies. Yeah, I like the Chris Pine movies. <laughs> uh... I, I like the Orville. It's like a better Star Trek. Um, oh man, don't! No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Hey, I'm just kidding. He posted. He went out of his way. It's not, it's not just kidding. No, podcast. like legitimately, I do want to watch the new, the newer shows that that have come out. Discovery was pretty good. I saw the first season. I saw the first season of Discovery, and it was really good. Uh, and I want to finish it. And I, I do want to check out Picard. Um, mm -hmm. 
and I know that there's a new Star Trek show that's centered around uh, Captain Pike, I think. Yeah. And when I was a kid, one of my family members actually watched The Next Generation all the time. I just was a kid, and I don't remember enough about oh, it. Oh, my, my great-grandparents, I grew up going there all the time, and they had, like, <laughs> The Next Generation, like, VHS, like, yeah. all of them. And, you know, my great-grandpa uh, hey, loved them. I don't. I, I couldn't get into it. Maybe them. we should watch a little bit of Star Trek in order to talk about it. I watched you the movies. You just said if watch... you want us to talk about something on this it was podcast. A joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. Like, you guys should, you should talk about Star Trek. Yeah, immediately going back on what I just said. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll watch the new shows. I'll watch the new yeah, shows. I, really, I, really, I, I don't have CVS or whatever it is, Paramount. So I, don't I, I have Paramount right. Plus, so you can just come over and we can watch it or something. All right. um, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> Christian's not a team player. Uh, we're, we're, we're really nerdy, but we're just not Trekkies is what I guess yeah. it boils down to. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, yeah. guys. <laughs> yeah, Steven's not going to watch it either. Um, I might actually want I like Discovery. It was good. Yeah. I don't watch Discovery Channel. <laughs> so, sorry. Uh, sorry, guy. Um, don't take it personally. It's just, it's just one of those things. Like, I grew up on Star Wars, and Star Trek just did not hit the same to me uh i do enjoy the new movies which i know actually upsets some of like the diehard trek fans so again sorry i don't yeah my bad um chris Pine's really cool though so yeah, he's okay. really really cool <laughs> oh god okay all right well thanks do all the things do the youtube stuff do the Twitch stuff. Follow, follow me. Follow Tim. Follow Stephen Christian. Even though they don't stream regularly or often, but maybe they will now. Christian, you just got a new setup. I did, yeah. Stephen, you're getting a new. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I don't know what you're. A laptop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nah, come check out me play Knights of the Old Republic. It's really hard, apparently, and I forgot about that. But yeah. Uh, if come, yeah, if come, come come see Karen take over the the galaxy. That's right. You're playing a female evil. What's her last name? Huh? Git manager. Her name is Karen Git manager. She is a Sith female character. So who else to take over the Empire than a woman named Karen? That's spectacular. Yeah. If you visit our website, check out our mm -hmm. social page. It has the link to all of our Twitch pages. Um, yeah. Check us out. All right, guys. We will see you next time. Later.